Hello. I continue to be amazed at our completely disjoint set of uh, opinions and strategies on how to use this document. Obviously, mine being the correct ones and yours being the uh, the disjoint circle filled with incorrect techniques. Hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought this I thought this was going to be an easy one because I we thought had our so pre- too until I come into this document and I see what you snuck in here at the last minute. No, no, I did it like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. That's the last minute. No, that's fine. But you, but you heisted me. God damn it, John. We talked about this. We had a plan. I know. And, but here's the thing. The plan but hasn't changed. But then you changed. preempted my plan by adding a new topic. No, the plan hasn't changed. The plan has always been the plan. Here's the thing. Document has sections. The sections have headers. Yeah. Respect the sections and the headers. Why? Because that's what they're there for. This document's a mess, John. We got to just start this thing all over. No, no. This See, is a so mess. here's what we had. I had. Oh I was my god! Going Why through... are you doing this? No one cares. I know, but I, let me just get to my chest. But you care. Just, just endure it. Just sit there and endure I'll it. I'll okay? endure it. I do that's that. Right. That's right. Um, it, so the idea is you. you go from you go from top to bottom, yeah. and for each section you see, is there uh-huh, a thing uh-huh. we're talking about this week? Yes, no. Do you want, do you want to uh, start right? by just letting people know what's in here? Should we tell people what's in the document? It's no, the it's, section. that's secret. That's secret. Oh, the, the section. Oh, okay, so sure. it's like a proprietary thing. Yeah, I think it's too, it's too secret. You can't know. You can't know about what's in here. But anyway. Oh, okay. You took something from the topic section. If I've yeah. revealed too much already. You took something from the topic section. You moved up into many topics merely because it's going to be on the show. Of course it's going to be yeah. on the show, but it's the topic. It was down in the oh. topic section. You don't have to bring it up to mini topic. It's not a mini topic. Well, you put a mini topic in bold. Right, but that's the one that we're going to do on the I show. I thought we agreed we're not going to do that anymore, but then you did it. I had to do it because I, I had, to differentiate, had to differentiate main show from after show because the main, after show means we take two passes. Like, So I wanted to make it clear. First pass, do the main show one. Second pass, do the after show. Oh. All right, I'm done. So, so you're saying it. that's a, so, so the, 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 the agreed to, the heretofore agreed to topic, which you told me is the topic for the after show, is actually also for after show. It's a mini to- mini topic for the after show as well. That's right, yeah. You're hoisted by by your own. Uh, no, I'm not. It's fine. It's you fine that. to have. It's fine okay. to have a mini for the after show. All right. Should I just hit Command Z a bunch of times? Why, why uh, would I want to contribute to this? Yeah. No. Well, you, you did homework? figure out how to type the upside down question mark. So you're Always. hitting some kind of. This is one of the many ways in which English fails and and Espanol succeeds. It makes total sense for a sentence that is a question. I would say, mm-hmm. arguably, I think it makes more sense for it to begin with a question mark than it does for it to end with a question mark. Well, that's, I mean, I kind of enjoy how English requires reaching the end of the sentence to complete the parse, so to speak. To complete the parse? Yeah, the parse. Yeah. See, like, no, in, I'm in, showing in, pro- in programming languages, like, it's obviously it's easier to parse a programming language where each next element is unambiguous and, and you know what I mean? Like, but there are programming mm-hmm. languages that are more difficult where you can't tell what this thing means until you get to the end of the line. And then retroactively, like, oh, I see. Now that thing meant X. Is right. that how we got into brackets or similar? Uh, well, what, what would you call that? Paired paired punctuation does a lot. I mean, now now that I'm an expert at YAML and JSON, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I get to do lots of cold code folding in BB Edit, I really appreciate that. Yeah, but it does make parsing easier. Mm, okay. I, do, I don't know when it started, but it do, definitely does make parsing easier. Lots of, I mean, YAML, for example, doesn't have those things, right? It just uses white space. YAML is, yes, I believe. Now, is is YAML technically part of a given like language or platform or protocol? Or is it really, it just means Yahoo metadata, right? No, it's a, isn't YAML yet another markup language? Oh, I like that. 
Hmm. This is off the top of my head. I don't know, but no, yeah, YAML's that's, a mess. That's um, that is isn't that sort of Python-ish though? In that the the spaces are meaningful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure you've had your fair share of uh, <laughs> reading quote unquote help forums over the years. But that's always the first comment from anybody on the home assistant sites is so in the example you gave, you didn't have your spaces right. And they're like, look, I swear my spaces are right. It's just getting messed uh-huh. up by the Yeah. I mean uh, And then somebody like responds to the wrong person and and oh my God. People Ugh. like YAML because it looks nice, right? If you space it correctly. And if you don't, you know, woe is you. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of unforgiving. It is one step up from make files. Make files were white space sensitive and certain white space back in the day. I'm not sure if this is still true, but no, mm-hmm. Unix are probably still not is all true. white space had, created equal. <laughs> so yeah, some of your you had to actually use actual tab characters for indenting in certain situations. And if you just use spaces yeah. that looked about the same width as a tab, just didn't work. Something they teach you the first day with Home Assistant, or you learn pretty quickly, is that. Hmm. Um, not as much as Homebridge, but but in Home Assistant you do a lot of a fair, especially when you're first getting started. There's a fair amount of restarting the server, and something you learn pretty quickly is that they have. There's a reason they put um, verify configuration file right next to restart server. <laughs> it's a real good idea to always hit that before yeah. you restart. <laughs> speaking um, of home, speaking of home stuff, this is save it for the after show. Now, what is, yeah. wait, now is the after show going to be so you? I you know what, John? I I thought I was going to drive this week. It's apparent that now I'm not even in the back seat. I think I'm in the trunk. No, I want to hear about. I want to hear about your, your home like, automation um, paper cuts. Yeah, it was like a drive red car where we have two sets of controls. Hmm. Um, I, I can I can save the home automation stuff they have to show too. That's a good idea. I'll throw that in there too. Because okay. will that fit in with your? I mean, okay. it's part of my home. All right. Well, you know what? I'll just get in the trunk. You you take it from here. What are you typing? Okay. okay. All right. All right. Paper cuts. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, this is Reconcilable Differences. We're back. Um, and uh, and uh, and you can choose to support us if you like by going to relay.fm slash rd. Um, and um, so, you, you know, we record fortnightly and we, we release fortnightly. And uh, and uh, and uh, at least once a month you get bonus content. And this is going to be one of those weeks where our uh, listener supporter friends there's hyphens between all of those. There's not spaces or tabs. Uh, we'll get some uh, bonus content. What's the challenge this week, John? We don't have one, but oh. for the after show, we are. I am going to enlist <laughs> Merlin to help me with some of my home automation woes. And John has a paper will. cut. It's not a paper cut. It's a bigger, oh, it's bigger than, than that. that. It's a head yeah, wound. <laughs> no, I mean, I have very little home automation, but I'm having problems. I, honestly, I don't think there's anything that anyone can do to help me. But at least you can commiserate. Um, okay, and then. We may or may, depending on how long that goes, we may or may not have time to talk about my very small garage. And that's not code for something. I just, okay. I just want to be very clear. Um, I, 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 I want to clarify that, that, that based on the photos I've seen, I believe that your garage is small, but more saliently for this conversation. And the reason you're really going to want to hear John Syracuse to talk about it, at least I, the reason I want to hear it, it's not just that the garage is a certain size. What's the phrase I want to use? I'm not an engineer, John. The tolerances in your garage are <laughs> astonishing. I think it's bad when my wife parks where I can't open the door because of the bush. Mm-hmm. I, oh boy, you would love to have that problem. Your tolerances are crazy in that garage. Yeah, and you don't like you don't like dings on a door. No, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm gonna send you a photograph of once you get your home automation on lock and you get Home Assistant. You can have your stream deck. Oh God, that's an ugly photo. Can uh, your stream deck can do stuff like this? 
thusly. Look at that. Look at that right there. Huh? 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 So that's my stream deck using um, using the uh, what's it called? Bit focus companion. And so I'm running home assistant stuff off of my stream deck. Food doesn't do anything. 1.5. I'll, I'll save it for the after show, but I, I don't quite. I don't entirely. What? I partially, but I don't entirely understand the appeal of stream decks. Okay. Do you see where it says page one? Uh, yes, I do. That means there's lots of pages. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's like a folder. No, I get it. You have 73 I'm, I'm, of them. I'm with you. Okay. Um, I'm in sixes and sevens, John. John, we have a little bit of follow-up. If you'll let me get out of the trunk for a minute. Can I, can sure. I bring up some, is, is, uh, is follow-up number two okay in the boot? Pants in the boot is, uh, is uh, uh, just so I know, we didn't do our pre-flight. Is item two okay to talk about here? Sure. Okay. Uh, item number one, uh, courtesy of a listener to our show. Forgive me if I pronounce your name wrong. Mike Miners, I want to say, on Twitter. Sent us a wonderful link that my daughter and I are very looking forward to seeing. Um, Mike says, following your Rectif's chat about Larry Elmore, please go support Larry Elmore. It's very important you go support Larry Elmore. <laughs> Uh, chat about Larry Elmore, the guy who does the Dragonlance art that John uh, has loved for decades. Check out the documentary Eye of the Beholder. I think that's a pun. Colon, the art of Dungeons and Dragons free with Prime Video. I'm going to watch this. If it's about D&D and it's a video and it's got art, I'm totally there. Are you going to watch this, John? I've already watched about 80% of this years ago, probably back when it came out. I didn't finish it. <laughs> Probably because I just bailed like 80% of the way through and felt like I had gotten like sort of all the meat off the bone, but I might go back and finish the last little bit of it. Are you against it? No, no, it's okay. worth watching. It's, there's right. some cool stuff. Like, you know, I wouldn't have gotten 80% through if I didn't. Yeah. You uh, know, wasn't. a lot of times documentaries, man, I don't know. No, no, thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's really frustrating. I'm having a Kung Fu phase right now and there's this Kung Fu uh, documentary, well, martial arts uh, documentary I love from the early nineties. That's got like it really was the driver behind a lot of my interest in kung fu movies was like somebody doing like it's basically as Andy Bay would say a supercut of just mind-boggling scenes from kung fu movies over the years, and I loved that. And I just watched the one on Netflix, and it's it's good, it's fine, but like sometimes you're like, man, like was there really enough there for this? Or, you know, I know it's hard to do and you don't really know if you have the movie. You don't know if you have the shot even until you got back and like see what you got. But like, sometimes it's like some kinds of documentaries, especially about more obscure things. As against, for example, last night I watched You Don't Know Me, N-O-M-I, which is a very, very fun documentary about showgirls with very high production values. You never know who's gonna, who's gonna bring the ruckus. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, that's part of the danger of documentary. Like, you, if you pick documentaries based on subject, like, oh, I love D&D and I love art. I'm going to love this D&DR documentary. But maybe the documentary you're really going to love is the one about the subject you don't care anything about because it's just a better movie. I totally agree. I was telling a friend of the show, John Roderick, there's a documentary I watched. Actually, this will or may come up in our topic tonight. But um, I, I, there's a fairly new <clears throat> documentary about WeWork. And I ended up watching it twice on Sunday, partly because I was convalescing from my vaccine, or excuse me, my vaccination. But um, but uh, I really, well, when I say I like it, I mean, it made me so angry. But it, uh, 
But like that was, I, I, I enjoy a well done documentary. I, I don't know if everybody else will like that. I, now that's one where I am very, I have been very interested in the topic and I like the way they did it. But yeah, I agree with you. In fact, I feel like maybe even some of the documentaries I end up finding most interesting are the ones about something I didn't know anything about or more saliently here didn't care about until I saw it. Yeah, the WeWork one kind of sounds like it's in the uh, the outrage-based uh, documentary. It's uh, like Fire Festival, basically. Genre. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah. or like, yeah. A, what do you call it? The, the, uh, Any of the one ones about things, the, the financial the, crisis or anything? No, like the that. cult. Yeah, that's a good example, too. But I'm thinking of the cult ones, the Roman numeral cult, uh, Exium, Nexium. Yeah, yeah, or like Wild, Wild Country or something. Yeah, anyway, um, I, I know that one of them is called The Vow, but I don't like that one, the other Nexium one. The other one. Anyway, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them you're watching and you're like, you're just outraged that, you know, the, the, all of the financial crisis stuff that we work, you're just outraged that these people exist and are doing these bad things. And, and now you're learning about it. Right. And that tends to power you through, even if the, the documentary is otherwise kind of middle of the road and doesn't really have anything particular to say, the outrage will power you all the way through. Whereas the eye of the beholder one, you're just mostly enjoying, right. you know, hearing people talk about old stuff and seeing cool artwork, but that does tail off if there's not some. Yeah. Like, like when you see like about like, like a sort of like, I don't want to, this sounds condescending. I don't mean it that way, but like a, um, a cultural sort of like, like a, 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 a deep dive into a, an area of culture you didn't know about, whether that's like modern primitive stuff or furries or whatever, or like, you know, or tickled. Did you ever watch tickled? No, you've pitched to me before, but not yet. Yeah, but like where you just learn about, like, I had no idea. I think I'll just say the extremely obvious thing here. I think the closest analog of WeWork in our contemporary era would be... The Blood Lady? Yeah, the good one about the Blood Lady. Um, (laughs) I I think I saw the good one. There's always a good one and a bad one. It's like B-movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, same thing here. And, And I agree with you about... See, now, if you're watching something that's about, like, for example, like, there was a time when we didn't know about the Pentagon Papers, and then we knew about the Pentagon Papers. Like, if you're learning about something you didn't know about, mm-hmm. it can be, you can get really incensed. But I think the other one is, yeah, you know what? This is exactly what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And I'm an idiot and could figure that out. And all these other people, and maybe that's just what, maybe it's like, you know, you, you stoke outrage and you make somebody feel like they're smart and that their smugness is well-earned. Yep. But like with the stuff with WeWork, I, I have such a specific recollection of when the S1 came out and was getting passed around. And I have such a specific recollection of reading and almost like the guy in the WeWork documentary. <laughs> There's a, my favorite guy in the documentary, the guy who says, look, you know, it's no big deal. They're renting desks. Why are they making a big deal out of this? But he was like, he, he saw the S1. And after reading like one page of the S1, he said to his family, I'll see you after the weekend. Like, I, I know this is going, and this is where we found out that the guy had been um, getting paid, he got paid $6 million to, for the rights to his copyright on the word we. We found out that the guy's wife, the actress and director, and uh, uh, post facto uh, co-founder <laughs> was the only one who was allowed to name his successor and then the dog would be allowed to name the successor after that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. Typical corporate boilerplate. Yeah, that's all really, it's really just all standard. Standard practice. Well, that's, you know, and that's, it's like uh, Logan, you know, Logan says to Kendall, you know, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't have a lawyer look at that document. You just signed it. I gave mm-hmm. you that document and you signed it. Made him trust him even less. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do remember that when that came out, it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Or, you know, or like the stuff that came out, like this week in Wayne LaPierre's deposition for the uh, NRA, 
bankruptcy. It's just like, oh my God, you just, these are all the things you said. These are all the things we know and it's bananas. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, maybe that partly feeds it, but I, I like the WeWork thing. I'll just give you a little teaser here, which is that by the end of that, I, I mean in no way to diminish anybody's suffering from corn, as we'll talk about. We've all suffered in different ways, and I think that's going to be complicated for what comes next. But um, but it's you realize that these are the kinds of people who are in some ways suffering. Well, amongst the privileged people, <laughs> these are the ones who suffer the worst. These 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 extroverts who just need to be like having drinks in a room like with people all the time or they're not complete. They 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 can't imagine having to work remotely. They they want to be in this cult of like social socializing. It's just yeah, I mean gosh, America's a big country. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in our in our main topic. And you sent me uh you sent me a second piece of follow-up that I'm requesting if you're comfortable saying it. You sent mm-hmm. me a really cool image. Uh tell me is this D&D related also? Tell me what you sent me. So this was, I'm not sure what prompted this because I'm not, as they say, on Facebook, but uh, I have i have people who are on Facebook who send me things that thought I'd be interested in. This is a picture that my cousin posted on Facebook showing a Dungeons & Dragons module, uh, the cover of which has artwork from Jeff D. Yes. On it. My boy. And the reason he's posting it is because, like, if you open the module and pull out, like, the insert thing, there is a black and white image on the interior uh, page thing that features artwork done by my cousin. And it's uh, it's beautifully shaded. He was writing in, in his Facebook post that he had just decided that he wanted to be a published fantasy. Uh, he, he's he's an artist and designer by trade or whatever. He just decided like, last year or whatever that he just wanted to be a published fantasy artist and just started doing it. And he's got his artwork in a D&D module right behind Jeff D's artwork. Nothing wrong and with I just that, learned, man. I just learned moments ago that he... He posted so he had this thing on his Facebook page or whatever to go like at whatever. And I went to that Twitter thing and it wasn't there. And so I, I feel like when I see an at sign and then a name that you're, yeah. it's basically a Twitter handle, but maybe I'm old fashioned in that way. But apparently it was an Instagram thing. And oh, what he I said see. was uh, he said he's addressing this to me. He says, if you want to see the 30 year impact of me staring at your bedroom walls as a kid. <laughs> and that's and that's this Instagram that you can follow the link to. That's where he's so posted cool. All his artwork. All his fantasy-based artwork. Um, like I say, you know, please tell Frank. I think this is very cool. I, I, I. That's it's so neat. Other thing I'll add about this is, uh, so this person we're calling we're calling him Frank. When we were children, um, these cousins were. Uh, this is my my mother's brother and uh, his wife and their kids. And we all lived near enough to each other on Long Island that we would gather at my grandmother's house and have like dinners, you know, with uh, the grandparents and the cousins and stuff like that. So I hung out with them a lot, right? And a lot of these childhood uh, names, I think we talked about before, like the people in my family who would call me with my middle name included, mm-hmm. right? And that's just one of the things that families were doing because my mother for one time was trying to, trying to make fetch happen by saying, uh, please call my son by his first and middle name. Didn't stick, but a few relatives that sort of got infected with that early on had difficulty stopping and continued to do it. This one was, uh, so the, uh, for a while, the, my two cousins, um, were, they were two boys similar in age before their sister was born. 
And they were named, as far as our entire family was concerned, Frankie and Danny. <laughs> right? I mean, you mm-hmm. should show you the pictures. They look right out of Goodfellas. Frankie and Danny. <laughs> um, but Frankie and Danny eventually become adults. Right? And, I mean, it's not that adults don't want to be called Frankie or Danny, but I think at some point there's, like, the resistance to the childhood names. But every time I look and see frank i'm like who the hell is Fra- oh it's frankie <laughs> and i'm one of those people now who can't yeah. conceptualize frank this this very serious person named frank i just see little round face frankie who was my younger cousin right my, one the of my cousins is me. 10 years older than i am and i still call him bobby yeah because it's He's just robert. It's, his name is robert <laughs> and, we, and and you know because they're younger i like i got to grow up my entire life and it was frankie and danny and they came as a little pair frankie and danny frankie and danny yeah. Um, but anyway, this is Frankie. This is his artwork. His brother's also very talented. They're all a very talented, creative family. I'm telling you, man, I'm no, uh, I'm no art guy, but like the shading, the stipple stuff, or whatever he's doing in the background, beautiful. Look at the look at the shading on that uh, that dude's face. The stippler. The doodler. Mm-hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Loopback. From Rogue Amoeba, our dear friends at Rogue Amoeba, you can learn more about Loopback right now by visiting macaudio.com slash diffs21. That's D-I-F-F-S-2-1. Oh boy, am I ever a fan of Rogue Amoeba. I love their stuff. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Loopback. What do you use with this thing? It's a tool to route audio between apps on your Mac, okay? It has an intuitive wire-based interface that's easy to use. It makes it really easy to visualize where you want to route your audio, combining multiple sources into one. You know, you just move the, move the wire from here to there, the plug from there to there, and, and, you're, and you're doing stuff. It's loopback. It's really cool. It gives you incredible power over how audio flows on your system, and it replaces hardware that can cost hundreds of dollars. This is true. Trying to get these kinds of workflows in place before was incredibly time-consuming and frustrating. True that. But loopback makes it simple. Makes a loopback very useful for podcasters, live performers, and even tabletop gamers. This is so cool. You can even use loopback to bring the audio of two microphones into your Mac to create a single audio input for Skype. Do I have your attention? This is essentially impossible without something like loopback. I have the ruined pod- podcast episodes to prove it, and loopback makes that makes that easy. It makes it possible. It's really handy. Uh, you know, gamers out there who game, they can record gameplay videos with game audio and commentary. And musicians can combine hardware devices into a single input with no need for expensive physical mixers. Uh, here's, a, here's a great one that a lot of people use. So, you know, you're doing your Zoom calls now, right? Loopback has found incredible popularity in our Zoom era because you can use it to add audio to your stream. Like, say, if you want to add sound clips uh, to your next family quiz, well as improving the sound of your mic by teaming it up with the wonderful Audio Hijack. The audio hijack is what enables me uh, to do this show with, with, with John Craig Syracuse. This is so great. You, if you want a soundboard, if you want all different kinds of things, real easy. Loopback makes it easy. So listen, if you ever work with any audio, whether that's professionally or just for fun, you got to check out Loopback. It's an indispensable tool in your utility belt. It's a good way to put it. So you go and you check it out right now. It's at uh, macaudio.com slash diffs21. That's D-A-F-F-S-2-1. You'll get 21% off, wow, when you use that code D-I-F-F-S-21. And this offer also applies to the various bundles Loopback is part of, including the Loopback Plus Audio Hijack Bundle. Oh, pick that up. Oh, boy, I love me some Audio Hijack. And even their Ultimate 
Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Wow. Love this company. These are fantastic deals. So once again, you go to macaudio.com slash D-I-F-F-S-2-1 and use our code DIFFS21 for 21% off. Uh, They didn't tell me to say this. I'm going to say this. I love this company. The fellow who runs it, Paul, is the best. Great support. Great products. You need all of their stuff. You know, get in bed with Rogue Amoeba. That's a freebie. They can just have that. Our thanks to Rogue Amoeba for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. All right, we got a um, we got a topic, right? I, you, if you will, I know you're enduring a lot. You know, this episode, you know it's if, fine. Just go. Just go. If you just will, let, if you let will me live. give me a chance to uh, to vent my spleen, I'll try to be brief. About um, wait about main show colon. Yes, that topic? main topic. Yeah, before topic? we get to the main topic, it's somewhat oh, related. I'm so confused. Okay, vent. I would like to get a COVID vaccine. And it is killing me that seemingly everybody else in the entire country, including every single person I know, is getting vaccinated and I can't. It's nope. Driving me Ted, insane. Ted Leo. Ted Leo, he's your neighbor. I don't lend, know him. L- lend him some sugar. He's having a hell of a time. I think he's, if he's not in or near Providence, he's having a hell of a time finding one. Uh, I feel like our state somehow inexplicably is like the worst in the entire country for mm. getting vaccines. I am not even eligible until the 19th. Okay, well, vent. Let me hear this. That's, that's so it's, it. It's, I just, it's, it's, well, okay. All right. But let's, I, I do, I think this is actually very valuable. I am currently on the beginning of my please get vaccinated tour, which is why I broke my own rule and posted a photograph of myself. Yeah, no, you're, you're one of, you're one of the people who I, everyone well, I know has been vaccinated. Literally okay, everybody. But there's this, this figures into what you're saying. And I just want to say like, I don't like posting photos of myself, but I do think, cause I hate people. But I do, I hate people making remarks about my appearance. I think it's gross. I don't do that to you. But it's fine. I'm a handsome guy. I got nothing to worry about. But still, it's gross. Alex zoomed in on my watch. Like, okay, but whatever. I think it's valuable for us to say, when you can get a vaccine, please get a vaccine. I, I think that's valuable to keep saying. Um, okay, just want to get that out of the way. And you can ask, feel free to ask me anything about my vaccination. Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the sort of uh, perverse situation that I'm in is that if I lived in a state where fewer people wanted to get vaccines, maybe I'd have a better chance of getting one sooner, but I don't. I live in a state that is a, maybe doesn't get a lot of vaccines, maybe is bad at giving them out. Well, and that's going to be addressed by your co-host in a second and how that is very chaotic. But I guess... I mean, and, and you know, because the internet has nothing like context available, I, 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 I could see how that came off as me flexing, as you, the youths say. Oh, look at me. I'm flexing. I got the vaccine. Now I'm invincible. That is the furthest thing from my mind. As we'll talk about maybe this week, there's a lot. I, I don't want to go back to normal in any, hardly any meaning of the word. The only normal I want to go back to is my kid gets to be in school. That's literally all I care about personally, personally. Um, but with that said, no, I'm just glad I can't give it to anybody. That's, I mean, to me, this is, again, you like, you know, after on December 8th, 1941, I, I doubt every single person joining the army was doing it to be covered with glory. They did it because some of them probably even thought, let me be the cannon fodder, do anything to like do what I consider this week. My duty is to do this. And, I'm, and now I'm not trying to do a second order covering of glory. Mm-hmm. but it's so important you get this so we stop giving it to other people. A lot of this spread is asymptomatic. 
You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing this so I can go out and go to, go to bars. I hate going to bars. I never want to leave my house again. I love being at home. I love having my family at home. I love saying no to things. I get all of the social stimulation that I need from the internet. Sad or otherwise, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I just, I want to be one more person in that big number of people who are now less likely to make somebody else very ill. And we have to more than account for, we got to pull more than our own weight. One of the dearest members of my family is flatly never going to get a vaccine, notwithstanding the fact that they have three pre-existing conditions and are 86. It's extremely frustrating to me, and I don't have a way out of that that I know of right now. It's all the more reason for all of us to get it when we can. I know I, know I can, I'm, like jokes have left the room. I know people listening to this, a lot of them may share our belief on this, but I really want it in the same way that I think wearing a mask is important, even if... Even, you know, that's one kind of theater I'm good with. The more often you see somebody wearing a mask for the last year, the more likely it becomes okay for you to wear a mask. Or if we're being real draconian, like I would like to be right here, the more okay, the more not okay it is for you not to wear a mask. Like there's strength in numbers. And the more of us that get this, I'm sorry, I just want to clarify, like I wasn't doing that for clapping. I was doing it to say like, hey, look, I'm alive. Like I had a fever for two hours, but then I was fine. I watched a documentary. I just really hope y'all can get it. And, and I do want to talk about the um, incredible problems of disparity. And it's, it does seem crazy that the people who want it can't get it. And I do want to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I, like, again, there's nothing, nothing for anyone to do. No one has done anything wrong except for probably the government of my state. But what else is new? Um, but yeah, I totally want to get one and it's frustrating to see everyone else get one. And speaking of seeing people, like you said, but you posted the picture, you have your reasons for posting the picture. Lots of people I know have posted the picture. That's how I know they all got it. Cause they tweet pictures of themselves with their bandaid on their arm and say, got, and they show their little card. Right. And like, this is just a perfect example of, you know, typical social media, one aspect of social media dynamics. When I see people posting that, what I think, because these are my friends or people I'm, I'm acquainted with, I think. They're posting this because they, like I will be, feel an incredible sense of relief and happiness to having endured a year of, you know, sheltering in place and social distancing and masking. Finally, they got their vaccine. It is a celebration. I don't like why we sheltered in place. That does not exclude the fact that there are a lot of parts about the sheltering in place that I love that I want to talk about. But like, geez, it's not about me. (laughs) I can always cancel plans. But like, you know, it's sort of like gray, gray, uh, CGP gray and the dragon. Like, do you want your kid to be the last one who dies in a war? Like people, people died on transport ships coming back from Europe and Japan. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck? I was just thinking of that because uh, one of, one of my many email addresses is apparently very easy for people to typo. Uh, so I get a lot of misdirected email and one of the misdirected emails I got not a couple of days ago was like an, a, one of those letter type emails from somebody who I assume is older because it's composed more like a letter and it's like giving family updates. And like the second to last paragraph was more or less some unfortunate news. Uh, my dad passed away recently. He caught COVID two weeks ago and went pretty quickly. Mm. We Here we are. Everyone's getting vaccinated. This person's dad dies, contracted COVID two weeks ago and is dead from it. Yeah. Now I it's read still that happening. It's still yeah, happening. A, 
A, it's still happening. If you think it's over, it's not over. And B, I read that and say, how old must your father be? And in what state are they in where they weren't eligible to get vaccinated? And did they not get vaccinated? Not that I'm blaming the person for dying, obviously, but like it's just a combination of all those feelings. And this is not even in anyone. No, but, uh, but the more and more people like my beloved family member who don't get vaccinated, the more people are going to die. Even right. if she, Even if she survives this, the remaining years that she has, you know, it's like, it's, it's just one more, I mean, I mean, how do you put it? It's like, like what they used to say when I was a kid, every dollar is made of dimes. Like, you know, you, uh, the way you, the way you accumulate wealth is by saving small amounts of money, even if you don't have large amounts of money. And like the, the, like a public health version of that is, you know, Hey, wouldn't it be better if we just had a lot fewer people dying from something that is avoidable, is preventable. We had a year of preventable and like avoidable stuff happen. And like at this stage in the game, it's sort of like, you know, the CDC um, director, like kind of breaking down and getting really personal and saying, we're not done with this yet. So what do you do? You're going to attack Anthony Fauci? I mean, God, people. No, yeah. everybody get it, get it. I mean, and that's why I'm glad people in my state are getting it. But I always like, there's so little visibility. It's like, is is our state not getting enough vaccines for its population? Or is it is it just that so many people want it? Because other people getting it is good for me too. Because even when I'm not getting it, if they get it, like you said, they can't pass it to me. But just, you know, my lizard brain is like, you really got to get the shot. You really got it. Like, I'm exactly like the, you know, the cop was two weeks from retirement in the movie. Gonna, yeah. You know, I don't want to go out on that last, you <laughs> You're know. Danny Glover, yeah. Right. I just, I don't I have this fear of like getting it two days before I'm going to get vaccinated or getting it in line while I'm waiting to get vaccinated. And it's like, I'm so close. I've, done, I've been doing this for so long and just seeing everyone else get it is, it's like, oh, it's just, it's, I mean, I'm happy for all those people. And that's why I feel like when I see their posts, it's getting back to what I was saying before, that the reasonable, I was going to say charitable, but I said just like, shouldn't it be the default for you to like, assume that when people post a picture of themselves vaccinated the the easiest answer is that they're happy they got vaccinated and they're sharing their happiness with people and it's like you can't share happiness with people you must be flexing or trying to make people feel bad it's like what if they're just happy and are showing the thing that they're happy about like, people do that all the time but especially with the vaccine yeah. stuff that everyone is like no i'm going to choose the least charitable possible explanation and then tell you you're a bad person for posting a picture of yourself getting vaccinated aren't people allowed to be happy and express to the world that they're happy or is that just not allowed anymore so that is a very common I, know, yeah I dynamic agree. but i feel like it is magnified for covid vaccines because okay, lots of people will post, okay, post like, photos hey, of yourself getting a terrible tattoo but if you say i'm really just trying to do my little part my little sip of water my little teaspoon of water that might you know stop the drought like anyway whatever whatever yeah. but I, and and you know it's like for for things people posting things of happiness they'll post pictures of their birthday or they'll post picture of their anniversary like do people post pictures of their wedding and they think they're trying to like make some statement like maybe they're just happy they got married and that's why they tweeted a picture of the, their wedding photograph well that's what i think this is you know i cut this out but this is this is the problem with instagram i mean i can't talk you out of google chrome i can't talk you out of Insta, instagram Instagram is an anger and envy machine masquerading as a good time. I think most people on the Instagram, at least the most people in my Instagram comments, are nice. Like, I don't know I'm why. Talking Maybe about it's because most people you can't... on your Instagram. Yeah, that's I've... that's the short sighted way to look at what the Instagram phenomenon sure, is. Sure, which is a way to a way to. I'm going to say it's probably an unnecessary adverb. But I'm going to use it anyway to like kind of artificially reframe your life as something to be envied. And you're you're just you're you you can you can barely see see the tears because of the gritted tooth smile, <laughs> and it's like, oh God, this is so gross. And I know, okay, I can see your baby's this many. That's great. Like, did you really need to get a board and do that? But like, okay, fine, whatever, whatever. 
I want to talk about well, this, now, though. Now, you, now you're being the cranky person, though. Of course I'm being the cranky person because it doesn't make you happy. It's making well, everybody... I mean, it you, you're it you're make obviously you happy, not happy, sure. and you're generating... It's it's a very, like, I, very I apparent for people, thing. I allow for people to post things on Instagram that show that they're happy. You're so you're so wise. Oh, thank you. Yeah, anyway, everybody's, everybody's great. Nobody's you're bad. You're right um, that my experience of Instagram is not the same as Instagram writ large, obviously. You love to play both sides of that street. You do that. I'm not playing both sides. I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the place where I am. Stand yeah. in the place where you are. Now face mm-hmm. north. Okay, can do. Think about direction. Wonder why you have it now? Okay, no, I got I got it. I got it. Um um and so having said all of that aside, but please, you know, include once Merlin's remark about mainly just not wanting to be a carrier of disease. Um <laughs> include once for rest of this conversation. So, mm-hmm. with that said, um I have not been actively pursuing um getting a vaccination because I just it hasn't been I don't I'm not a very, I'm not a person of a lot of risk, either in the sense of I don't have that much risk for getting it compared <laughs> a to- A person of risk? That's what a they person call of that. risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a CW show or something. But I'm not a person of risk in terms of like getting it. And I think not unrelated, I'm not a person of risk about passing it along. I would like to think that I'm not as crazy as my daughter. My daughter wears a mask in the car. Like she's pot committed. She is mm-hmm. good. Um, like on the way to the Coliseum, like she's wearing a mask. I'm like, dude, you can take your mask off. And mom's like, uh, no, she likes to wear it the whole time. She's like, <laughs> it's more comfortable. It's easier than taking it on and off. I get where <laughs> no, she's That's coming. what she says. She says, it's more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, having said, so so anyway, I have not been actively pursuing this. Uh, some some person. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I get what you're saying, and I agree that like you know. Well, it hasn't been never... my turn, and I'm not in oh, a risk right. group. No, it has not been my turn. I'm not in a risk group. I'm talking about like into like March anyway. I'm pursued it. There's other people who need it more. My neighbor, who's an EMT, who got COVID. Um, yeah, like he got COVID and he got the vaccination. So even once you were eligible, you were letting other people. No, who also hang on. Go? We're getting there. We're getting. There. I'm just All saying right. that in terms of of. Of, of prelude but then like you might have heard this on they were talking about this on um the flop house i just keep hearing all of these stories of people who are like ha 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 i snuck one past the goalie i told mm-hmm. them i'm a waiter and mm-hmm. like I, I got to like jump the I'm line a f- i'm a former smoker that's one of the that's one of the things that you can do in our state smoker comma current or former i mean Look, you know, I'm not here to judge. Like if if you if you think you super need it, but like if mm-hmm. you're if you're doing that, if you're if you're potentially uh, pushing out anybody more worthwhile than you so that you can go drink mojitos more quickly, or, I hate or if you're I in a state you. where they're just throwing stuff away at the end of the day, then by all means, yes, go get it. But that's see, I'm not we're not even to that yet. I'm just trying to say like in terms of I'm sorry. I I'm fr- I'm I'm very frustrated with how this has gone. And I'm, I'm less frustrated because, hey, look at me. I, I got the, the vaccine. But like, here's the thing, okay? Um, like, for a long time, I mean, I, I'm not incredibly stupid, but like, I'm pretty good at reading a thing and figuring a thing out. The mm-hmm. path to going from there's no vaccine to you've been vaccinated is an extremely twisted, constantly changing path. And now we'll talk about what you were talking about. The, the supply of vaccines has been very strange. You know, where, where, where to whom, how mm-hmm. these get allocated. It's, it's been a very, very strange path. And I think I've been, my, my lady friend who works at a medical school is very much more tuned into all of this. 
um, a month ago, they started offering them to staff of the university. Like, yeah, sure. So she got her second one. She got her second, she had a two doser and got her second one a week or two ago, week or so ago. But I wasn't planning on being able to even get nearby anytime. Well, then they made the announcement, whoever, well, Newsom's people or whomever, made the announcement that starting on April 1st, which is five days ago, starting on April 1st, people, uh, I would fall into an age group that would be eligible to get it. Mm-hmm. Boy, is there ever a big asterisk next to that. And starting on, I believe, April 15th, um, more and younger people will be able to get in. Okay, at the point when they said, you can, is this boring? What's the asterisk on, on the age thing? Um, well, nice vaccine if you can get it. Oh, I see. So in theory, you, you are now eligible, but that doesn't mean you're going to get one. Right? It's like they said in the WeWork documentary, there's a big difference between a stock option, which is merely mm-hmm. permission to buy stock in the company, versus a stock grant. There's a real big difference. Um, and so, but like that kind of put it into higher gear. Now, I, I, two or three weeks ago, more, like I saw the thing on MSNBC, the like plan your vaccine thing, which wasn't actually super useful, but it's a pretty generic national level robot. We say, what state are you in? D-D-D. And of course you go and you fill the thing out and it's mm, whatever. It says, oh, you're not eligible yet, blah, blah. California has a site called My Turn. My Turn. My Turn. And uh, My Turn is where you go. <laughs> that is such a California name for that website. Me. My Turn. Okay. Okay. I got vaccinated, so I'm not exactly sweating it. Yeah. Um, what's Massachusetts? Go away. <laughs> MA.gov. Nice vaccine if you can get it. It sounds more like the Massachusetts one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to put a lawn chair. <laughs> yeah, right. If you can reserve your spot. I did that. I put my stupid lawn chair in like the, they have for the mass vaccination site, not Massachusetts. This is hard to talk about. For the large yeah. vaccination large sites. Large scale Massachusetts yeah, vaccination. There, there is one sign up to say, basically, put your chair in the queue and we'll notify you. And basically, I did that like months ago, like for, for the giant vaccination sites at like Gillette Stadium and everything. Um, and the, I've been getting an email pretty much once a week that says, uh, you know, seven months ago, you signed up for this. We just want you to know that no, there are no vaccines available for you, but you are still in the queue and we'll let you know. Up until Friday afternoon, I had not been giving it a lot of thought because of this reason, which is, yeah, you know what? I went to the My Turn site and I filled out, God, John, uh, please get my back on this. So you go to this site and says, hey, hey, everybody, welcome to My Turn. And you go in and it says, hey, you just got to fill out some questions. And you fill out some questions. I'm 54. I'm white. And then it says, are you Latino? I say, no, no. And you got to fill out a different, different drop down for that. So you can say, no, I'm not Latino. I'm, I'm white again. <laughs> Title. But you keep filling this thing out and you keep filling it out. And then when you hit the button, guess what happens? It says you're not eligible yet, but guess what? Fill out the entire form again, plus some more information, and then something will happen. Right. Yeah. Just, every site that I, that that's amazing that this is a California site and every vaccine I decided to go to has a similar workflow of leading you down this path and then saying, oh, you're not eligible. I know I'm not eligible. This is a thing where I'm supposed to be putting my name in a hat and you tell me after I'm eligible where I should go. Oh my it makes God. it hard to parse. They don't understand how time works on these websites. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. See, John, it felt like a CGI bin type form from back in the day where like, you know, kind of fairly under, under-engineered 
But like, okay, fine, whatever, whatever. Let's set that aside. So I did it. I filled out the entire thing again, plus more information again. And it said, okay, deedly D. And then like, I don't even think I got a confirmation. John, I filled out that form twice, Mm -hmm. at least three times. And then I think one time I did eventually get an email that says you're not eligible. All right, fine. It's like, I know, I know. And now my wife, who knows these kinds of things, is like, well, you know, there's this way and there's this way and there's that way. And I said, look, I listen to the Flophouse. I don't want to be the kind of person who jumps the line. And she says, you're not jumping the line, but check in with the UC healthcare place. Check in with this. Check in with that. Mm-hmm. She's like, they've got it at CVS right now. They've got it at Safeway right now. They've got it at all these places right now. And, and believe That's me, why you is, need the meta sites. Like, you know, your meta review like things. Like trying to find like- a PS5 exactly there are a bunch of those sites like that in massachusetts there are these meta sites that try to aggregate all the different because you know heaven forbid in this country we have any one way to do anything every single state every single town every single anything is like did you know this guy's got them out of the back of his truck on down on broadway like it's just (laughs) you know every possible venue you can get at the grocery store you can get him at the drugstore you can get him at the stadium you can get him at the health clinic you can get him at the va well i mean asterisk asterisk ask like in like in theory a lot of things can happen but but i but hang on I, i'm not gonna do this forever by the way let's skip the uh the the pre-postmortem let's save that for next time we're not gonna have time. okay um okay so but i kept filling that stuff out and then so now there's a little more urgency not because I'm going to die if I don't get the shot, but because I do want the shot. I don't want to be a carrier. I want to do my part. And um, and so so like I started looking to more places. Of course, I filled out the I filled out the my turn again. I did all of that, and then I thought, you know what? And, and my wife just got an answer for everything, right? And, and she's like, oh, you, you could go and do this and go to CVS. So finally, I logged into our stupid effing. I like our health insurance coverage. We've got good coverage for the first time in years. The site's fine. Um, but I've one night I thought, okay, I'll bet if I go in there, they're gonna say, okay, here's the detailed insider 411 for people with this particular UC insurance. Like, sure, pop on by and we'll just give you a, a vaccine. I thought it might be one way. Nah, nah. No, instead that says, oh, you can go, and you know, they got it at CVS. And then they got it at Walgreens, and I said, fine. And I clicked on the thing to find vaccines near you. Would you like to enter your zip code? Sure. Enter my zip code. Let's just, why not? Let's just go ahead. Let's just keep pursuing this thing that I know won't work. And it goes in and it says, hey, guess what? There's all these vaccine availability sites within five miles. Great. Vaccine in stock, vaccine in stock, vaccine in stock. See, so click. I click on the Walgreens that I can just about see from my front window, Right. I click on that Walgreens and they're like, okay, and guess what, John? There's another form to fill out. Fine. Eh, why would it all work together? That's fine. So I go in, I fill it all out again. I go all the way through, I get done. I've spent three to five minutes just navigating this stupid, in this case, Walgreens site. There's another, so there's the there's the state site. There's the University of California site. There's the UC insurance site. There's a find your vaccine or whatever site. And then you get dropped into the hellscape of the CVS or Walgreens site. You land on the Walgreens site and it goes, yeah, yay, this is near you. Lots of vaccine. And then by the time I got done filling out the form and hitting all the buttons, it said, oh no, sorry, we don't have any of that here right now. Would you like to look at some other places? So you can guess how this goes. I look for other places. There's not a single, so guess what? Oh, here's the asterisk, John. Vaccines, they're available in your area. But then you go to any of the individual specific places, 
there's no, there's no vaccine, there's no appointment, there's no anything for any of that stuff. But the truth is, it's not like I'm trying to get a PS5. Fine, fine. I'll get it when I get it. But, but I just want to say, like, if you are a John Syracuse or, or, or somebody who really needs it, that's incredibly frustrating. Anybody who has, who's lucky enough to have internet, then gets to be really annoyed that their internet got used to have absolutely no result. Nothing actionable has happened. Like there's not even, so basically it's a way to like generate names for some kind of a, like an email list, I think. But do you follow me so far? Is it similar at all to your experience? Everywhere I went, I got dropped into another site where it said there's nothing here for you. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, that you can get it in all these different places and every single one of them has to apparently from scratch come up with its own way to somehow make a web application through which people can get vaccines. And they're all terrible and they're all different and none of them have any record. After you fill out the forms in them, they tell you at the very <laughs> no end. No institutional of the memory. Right. They have no idea that you filled out that form. So you're going to come back five minutes later, five days later, and it's like happy birthday, frosted the snowman. They have no idea that anything has ever happened, <laughs> even if you have accounts in these places, right? Right. And then, right. and then the ones around me. So I'm doing the. I mean, searches it's not even too. like a cookie in effect. It's yeah. It's just it's mental. I mean, think about how you can like go to like a, like a website and like enter your information for like future, you know, for job stuff. Mm-hmm. And you could like log back in and it remembers your name right. and that you're looking right. for and a you job. You can just click apply, you know, it already has all your info. Yeah. No, that doesn't exist. It's too, it's too fractured. And like around here, we have a lot of the meta sites that are like, we'll look at all the other sites for you. And they, a lot of places have, you know, enter your zip code to search or whatever. And I've been relishing the sites that don't make me enter a zip code. You know why? Because there's no point. I do Massachusetts wide. I will literally go anywhere in the entire state. No, you're like you're zero like Nathan Arizona. You're zero spending all this time. You're spending all this time <laughs> looking for my kid in the one place I know he ain't. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's it's like how far a range are you allowed to want to go around your zip code? Like infinity, everything, just include it all. I will drive across the state, but nope, there's zero, right? And but then they have these other sites that are like here are these here are these things that are like go to this community center, yeah. and then you have to click. It's like oh, this is only open to residents of this town, which fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. very often you have to go through the form to figure that out. I know, and I realize I'm, I realize I sound very emotional about this, and to be honest, this has not been a hardship for me at all. And boy, what do you hear the way this ends. This has not been a hardship for me at all. But here, I will tell you this. And again, I just, uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm thinking about. I had a a little toot about this earlier tonight as we record this. All the people who don't think that reliable internet counts as infrastructure probably have really fast internet. Like there are a lot of people for whom this is a huge pain in the ass. They're taking, think about this. Think about all those, uh, all those people that we were applauding for a couple weeks and blowing our, blowing our shofars at because we're so excited for the nurses. Like, imagine those people who maybe aren't doing so great and maybe who don't have such great internet. Maybe there's somebody who's like a steward at a hospital and like their their hour or like their half hour break, they go to like a library computer to look this stuff up. Or, or think about this. Think about how many of these sites do not work right on mobile. Like for me, it's like yes. frustrating. I go have to stand on my computer. What if your phone, like so many people, is your main and only computer and the site doesn't work on mobile? Because it was badly designed. Yeah, I, I, there's, a, there's a site I've had to use a lot the last few. Actually, you know what? It might be the CDC's check-in. I participated in the thing where you let it know, let CDC know what kind of side effects you're having, uh, which everybody should also do. But like, I can't believe how often I go to an obviously mobile site and the do button is like below the fold. And if you mm-hmm. hit you can't, enter, can't it confuses like it. <laughs> so anyway, but I just want to say like, I, I'm not trying to, do a performance here. I'm not saying this for clapping, but it's incredibly frustrating to me given the stakes of this 
And I know, I'm, look, I am not yelling at anybody who's doing their best with this, given the resources that they've yeah, yeah, got. Yeah, no, I, this is the thing. You shouldn't expect every single community center to have to create from scratch a web application for handling this. Like, it's, it's almost like a federal government that. would be good to take care of something Imagine, like that. imagine that. Yeah, imagine I mean, like, they got have, people, right? Like, somehow for the draft, they figure it out, but not for COVID vaccines. <sighs> Friday evening. And I, I've gone around with my wife, uh, my lady friend, a little bit about this. Where I was like, hey, look, seriously, I'm not, this is not, I mean, I mainly I'm just frustrated on other people's behalf. You know, I'm white knighting for a lot of people I don't know. But um, I do feel bad about that. It's been frustrating to me, but my God, I'm not even in trouble here. And that sucks. But then guess what? Um, we're sitting around uh, probably watching the boys. We're doing a rewatch. And um, Friday afternoon, actually Friday evening, yeah, it was before sunset, but it was Friday evening. She goes, oh, I think I got something for you. I'm like, oh, what? She's like, um, my friend heard a rumor that a bunch of slots just opened up at the Oakland Coliseum and that they've got the J&J. All you need is one. I was like, fine, whatever. She's like, well, do you want to do it? I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm angry. No, it's just like yet another thing where I'm going to go fill out a form and then I'm going to be sitting there with my vaccine in my hand. But sure, why not? Why don't I just go have more another, you know, just another Pyrrhic Friday? But um, long story short. Um, and so, of course, she shifted from being my wife to my mother and she said, okay, let me just go look. She said, okay, I just made you an appointment. I was like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, it's just real easy. You just like, if it's available, you just go and you make it. I'm like, you just are you fill kidding out a form. me? What's so hard about filling out a form? You just fill out a form and then fill it out again and then wait. It's always the last form you fill out. <laughs> That's the last place you look. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by ExpressVPN. You can learn more about ExpressVPN right now by visiting expressvpn.com slash diffs. You know, a few decades ago, it was easy to be a private person. What's changed? Well, one hint, it's the internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Yikes. The sad truth is that data can be crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties. Boo. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities had to worry about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone can be a public figure. Ain't it true? So to keep your data private, please consider turning to ExpressVPN. There are hundreds of data brokers out there, and their sole business is to buy and sell data. Again, I say boo. The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. And one of these data points uh, is your IP address, which is used to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets routed through an encrypted server, and your IP address is masked. Pretty cool. So when you turn ExpressVPN on... You're given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify individual people and harvest data. Best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, whether it's a phone, a laptop, or a smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. I'm a big fan of VPNs, and I can highly recommend it. ExpressVPN, it really is that easy. You hit a button and Bob's your uncle. It's it's really cool. So if you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Please go to expressvpn.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. 
and you're going to get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash diffs. Expressvpn.com slash diffs to go learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. So she went and she filled out the goddamn form and made me an appointment at Oakland Coliseum for 6 p.m. Saturday. And we went and it was, I got more if you want to hear more, but yeah, we waltzed right in and waltzed right out. We got some Shake Shack and we came home and I was very, very happy. Your experience looked ideal to me. Like I, your, your picture oh, was in you your in the car. car. Yes. You <laughs> yes, don't have to get absolutely. out and mingle with people. You open and they the complimented, window, they, re, they reach in and stab they, you and you're done. One of the guardsmen complimented Emma's attack on uh, Titan manga. There you go. Like ideal, ideal experience. My, I was talking to my parents about this uh, the other day and they were like, well, we like, cause they got there a while ago, thankfully, cause they're old and, uh, and are in yeah. a state where people don't want it. Um, and <laughs> membership and, has its privileges exactly and they went to like they went to their regular doctor which is like unheard of like speaking of which my regular doctor has been regularly emailing me as well because i have one of those fancy doctors and they're like just so you know like here's <laughs> what's go going on the with the vaccine it's like it's repeatedly a nice way of saying like though we are your doctor and would love to give you this vaccine it's not going to happen so you're going to have to fend for yourself like we don't have vaccines to give you just to let you know, we know you exist and we feel bad that we can't give you a vaccine, but we literally can't because we don't have them. So here, once again, are more links to the mass vaccination sites. Anyway, my parents were like, I like being able to go into the doctor and go into the office. And there was a doctor there watching me when I was waiting my 15 minutes. And like, they like the high touch, like they're old people. They want to, you know, everything needs, it's like, but didn't you not want to be indoors next to other people and they're like no i don't mind I'd much rather have this than the car the car is so impersonal you drive up <laughs> i think for it's older like, people everything is like taking off on a trip for hawaii <laughs> yeah they appreciate they like the, the drink and the lay they're like oh thank yes. you yes so anyway th- i mean they're fine like i'm sure i'm sure it was a perfectly safe environment it's just it's just it's not my ideal i would love i would love to go to the drive-thru but uh so, but your wife and i have something in common because i i got my wife an appointment she's in a different eligibility group than me yes i got her an appointment Similar fashion after, you know, filling out a bazillion forms. Finally, I broke through and in a mad scramble because this thing made me like enter like insurance information that I didn't have for her. And my autocomplete is like autocompleting my name instead of hers and putting my birthday instead of hers, you know, because like I'm fighting oh, the browser miss, tools. you have to miss is one field of that and you're screwed. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one, I, one field of like, oh, I didn't catch that yeah. one. That's my phone number or that's my Google voice number. Yeah. And this <sighs> and this website was like a, a random community something website that didn't have a residence requirement. Like it was open to all Massachusetts residents, but uh, but it was like but it had a timer. You remember like those old timers, like the items in your card are going to expire. So I'm there filling out the form with a literal counting down timer. You're kidding when my me. Slu- when Who my slot goes away. It's, oh, because it, it's was, like, because it's like, oh, these tickets are going to go up in price yeah, exactly. if you don't buy them right now. You, you go in because I got the slot, but then you got to fill out 10 pages of forms, including information about, you know, insurance stuff and, you know, all like social security number, birth, well, not social security number, but, you know, like yeah, all this information that I more or less know about my wife, but want to get right and, and autocomplete And knowing you, me. if you knew you needed that stuff beforehand, you would have had it ready. Yeah, but I had no idea I was going to find a slot. This is the 8,000th form I had filled in that day. Like all I'm doing is trying to, you know, because she was in her early eligibility group. So I've just been constantly just, just all day. You're trying to grab the, the pontoon on the helicopter at that point. Right. Just all statewide, any location, any time, just reload, 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 check every single thing. And, I, and I, so her appointment is tomorrow. It's, a, it's Pfizer, so it's the first shot. But she's she's got good. an appointment tomorrow. Good, good. 
I would love to make myself an appointment for after the 19th. Wouldn't it be great? Imagine if we had the technology to reserve me an appointment for a day other than tomorrow. Obviously, that technology a, a mutual, does not a mutual exist friend of ours. Uh, let me know. Um, <laughs> they got slotted for the fifteenth. I feel the same way. Like, like why? Why can we not do that? I can it's buy like, movie uh, tickets it's like Debbie for Harry movie says. They peshtois. They peshtois at a, at a ton. Like, hurry up and wait. Well, you know what? Tell me, it's fine. Tell if it's June. Right. Just tell me it's June. Why can't you take our reservation now? In fact, that would save you a lot. I know you don't know how many vaccines you're going to get and blah, 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 but I feel like... You can always change have, it. Like, it's uh, like there are cues, we, there's systems where this could work. And again, asking every single little tiny thing that is going to be able to distribute vaccines to run their own site, which is how this works, is a terrible system, but it's a system we have. So I'm now becoming experts on the CVS and Walgreens sites. Well, let me, let, me, um, let me draw together the strings of this bag of holding and, and just say, um, so big... Big shout out, big kudos to everybody that was involved that I had an experience with at the uh, at the Coliseum. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up in a sec, but so like so basically, I sometimes think Madeline does this just to provoke me. You know, my old thing of like a rally versus a race in life. I'm like, you know, there's no. I'm like, well, why don't we get there if, if we're leaving early? Because we want to go to Barnes and Noble. My kids really want to go to the nice Barnes and Noble, and uh, and then like so we're like, you know. We're potentially up to two hours early for this. And we don't want to be crazy people. It's like, oh, do you want to go like, well, we can go do a, a <laughs> driving tour of Foster City. I'm like, how about instead we drive over the San Mateo Bridge, drive north and go to the Coliseum the second that we can? She said, well, your appointment's not till six. I said, there is very little, I said, and I'm, I'm trying to not be that guy, which is me. I'm like, there's no benefit to us arriving at exactly 6 p.m. It's not like I'm doing a podcast with John Syracuse. I said, I said, given everything I know about how this whole process has gone so far, I wonder how much the reservation system is attached to anything. And then she says, well, you know what UC was very... I said, honey, honey, this is not UC. I note, for example, that in my responses, so I'm trying to share the wealth, right? So Friday night, I said on the Twitter machine, I said, hey, look, I hear I can verify that there have been some new spots that opened up at Oakland Coliseum. Hey, you know, good luck. And I, one of the responses to that tweet, which I felt the need to share with my wife, was, oh, yeah, we rolled up with my kid, but they turned her away because she was 17. I said, I said, I said, Madeline, tell me what you think about that remark. What does that tell you? I said, I, don't know. I said, well, what that tells me is that somebody was able to get into the point where they were medically screened without a reservation. And when they're ter- we're then turned away at that point, what does that tell you? Does that mean that we will get extra extra COVID points for being there at exactly six p.m.? I'm like, go there now. What are they going to do? Tell us to leave? Uh, I mean, it's like when they but, make you walk around the basement because you got Braxton Hicks. Well, eventually you're going to want to be near the hospital. <laughs> Don't you think you would enjoy though a, a casual stroll through the Barnes and Noble and nothing else would be on your mind? You could really enjoy just browsing those <laughs> I said, shelves I said, and relaxing. I'll believe this. I'll believe this when I get poked. I said, I, I am a, an unintentional optimist about so many things in life. But when it comes to stuff like this, because of how I am and because of my previous careers, I know there are so many ways for this to go wrong. And I'm telling you, I think a lot of, there's a lot of functionality in this, in the world of COVID that is just not attached to anything or not attached to anything useful. So when they, for example, take your reservation, like, who knows? I mean, that could be like the way they book a flight. 
who knows? They might take way more reservations than they can fulfill. Or they just, it just doesn't mean anything, but that means you won't show up at two, right? It's not like they're going to like hold you at gunpoint. There could be systems in place that say we will take, we have X uh, vaccines. We will take X divided by two reservations, knowing full well that another X divided by two people will show up unbidden with no reservation whatsoever. And if you show up in a car with six old ladies, are they going to turn them away? I'll, what, I mean, I don't know, but the question becomes like, is that maybe that that's six vax or five, six, five more vaccines than they expected to distribute? I don't know. I, I, based on the, uh, the Swiss clock nature of this system so far, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I bet if it, what if it just ends up being first come first serve and your appointment is a serving suggestion? Just have my back on this. Yeah, no, totally true. I, a friend, a friend of mine, uh, uh, her husband was eligible and went and she just accompanied him and he got his vaccine. And then they said, oh, we had a no show. Do you want the, the no shows vaccine? So she got hers because she was there and someone was a no-show. Yeah, we did not get into that. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump over that. But you're absolutely right. This whole thing of like, well, guess what? It seems to be happening a lot. Or maybe it's just because of the population size. But I feel like I'm hearing about this a lot in places like New York and LA, where it's like, oh, guess what? A whole bunch of spots just opened up. And this vaccine has to go somewhere. Anyway, um, or like, <laughs> my family's so weird. Like my, 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 my sweet neurotic daughter... Like the 20 minutes before we get there, she's like, do, do you want to, do you want to get in the front seat? I'm like, no, you have a permanent shotgun. Don't worry. She said, but like, what about how you can get the shot? I said, honey, 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 if they drove somebody here, if, if a young person drove an old person here and there was an old person on the passenger side, do you think that they would, they would make them leave because they weren't in the right part of the car to get a shot? I was like, don't worry. This is all going to be fine. This is, they do this over and over. So here's all I wanted to say about that all i wanted to say um and i want to come back to part one but part two is this place ran great um the signage was pretty good they even had like a an am station for like getting information about what you would need what to expect it's really good you roll up and there's mostly like volunteers at first and they're just saying like hey could you just show us your you know um they don't even like really look at the ID, but it's mostly just like, can they just show me the text about your reservation? And I did. And they're like, okay, good luck going in. And then you go through cones and cones and cones and cones and you drive and drive and drive and drive. And then you eventually get to a very nice national guard man with a G shock, uh, watch who was very, very nice. Um, and, uh, he was very, very cool and said, okay, blah, 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 Bob's your uncle head on in cones, 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 cones. Very well organized. They've, it's like Disney, man. They got cues. Um, so finally you, you get queued up to go through this big kind of tent area and the people there were really, really nice and very, they put you at ease and there's some, you know, medical ish people and a lot of national guard people, um, from all the different nationals guard. Um, and then after you get it, you go and you wait for 15 minutes to see if you die and you honk if you're dying and then, uh, and then you leave and you're done. And it was, I was really, really impressed with how they put together and kept together an effort of that size. Now, here's what I'll note about this. A couple things. I, I've always said this. This is going to sound somewhat contra my usual thing, but like I've always really enjoyed professionally working with people who, who are veterans. They are some of the easiest to work with people. I've, not easiest to work with, but like the just the nicest to work with. Like <laughs> there is generally speaking, pound for pound, this versus that. There's a certain kind of like, if not selflessness, at least a sense of, okay, let's just go do this thing. Like whatever I need to do, put the broom in my hands, like tell me what to do. 
like usually not too much ego stuff, working with people who've been in the military because they understand that the clutch cargo situation means this is the kind of thing we've got to do. I've always liked that about working with veterans. Um, and in this case, it's National Guard people, like they were just, they were, they were kind, they were relaxed, but they were super efficient, which I really, really love. And then, um, but the medical people were also just really, really great. Like they, they've just been doing this over and over. They know, they know what they're doing. The entire thing ran great, but get ready for, for the part one of these two parts. So part two was once you got there, it was great. But what's part one? Part one is just keep filling out forms. Just hope you get the right intel. All of that stuff. Classic COVID problem. We sweat all the stuff, how well it's going to work once we arrive there, but how in the hell do we ever arrive there? Whether that's a Warriors game or a vaccination. And the implementation of how, how this thing... Oh, and sorry. The other part of that was there is a California emergency services component to this. You could see all these semi-trailers that like are, you know, state service things. Anyway... Oakland Coliseum. If you have the means, I can highly recommend it. But part one, God damn it. Why does it have to be so fraught? You know, if it's June, tell me June. If it's today, tell me today. But like, should you really have to go on some kind of a treasure hunt and utilize the leads of your friends to find out whether, I don't know, that, that part makes me so mad. Yeah, that's why I feel like, like, like how do people, I'm going to say how to normal people, but how do people who, who don't do this all the time handle this? I'm, I'm used to doing this to try to get WWDC tickets, to try to get concert tickets, like to have the seven web browsers open to try to order the hot product or whatever. And that can be kind of fun because it's not life or death, right? You're yeah, just it's like, like, oh, it's like a little game. Inside can the I, thing. Where yeah. can I find a PlayStation 5? Oh, I almost got it in my card in Walmart or Best Buy has one. Or like, or like, can I get this plane flight for $20? Yeah, cheap? right. Having all the tabs open, have the different sites and looking for the coupon codes and the discount. That's fun. This is not fun. This is not, and, and like. And there are, there are people, if people like my mom, if she, well, I don't want to name names, but <laughs> if my mom were the kind of person that agreed to get this vaccine, if they weren't the way they are, um, my mom is very much the sort of person. So my mom's the sort of person that will leave a, a, a voicemail and then waits for the voicemail to be returned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So something where like, like getting care for my late grandmother, any kind of a thing, she'll like leave a voice on. I'm like, so what, what happened? What happened? She's like, well, I'm waiting for them to call me back. <laughs> so you're waiting for them to call you back. Are you, are you simple? Cause that's the kind of thing you say when you talk to your mm-hmm. mother, like you wouldn't when, talk when to anybody son, else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's like, mom, this is going to require a more affirmative effort mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. you hoping they think it's 1950. And like, and so the best case for those people is like, oh, well, I don't know where to go to sign up, so I just won't do it. Or what is the one place I have to go? And then you have to explain to them. It doesn't take that much friction, annoyance, or misunderstanding for it to just die right there. Right. Or, or just to say to them, there is no one place to go. There's a thousand places to go, and you have to reload them constantly, <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week, until somehow you break through and or your spouse finds a slot and signs you up. It's not a good system. It's, That's it's, the frustrating part. Like I say, it's it's another one of these. There's just so many of these kinds of weird. I don't know why I keep thinking about Europe in the 30s, but like <laughs> just all of these things where it's like I don't know. There's conditions that have happened in the past where like just getting lucky, just right. getting lucky. Having certainly having the right connection means a lot. But if you're in the right place at the right time instead of the wrong place at the wrong time, like your life is different. And I'm not trying to be dramatic about this, but like John and I like having our time wasted on a computer. Like for people who don't have that computer or that time, 
it's really excruciating and or, or or the skills to like be able to like you know inspect the dom and fix errors in web pages to get past steps because there's some bug or whatever like yeah, i'm using web yeah. developer skills to you know penetrate these websites just to get rejected later on of course but it's just it's re- it's really mind-boggling and and this inefficiency is exactly well not exactly why one of the reasons why mm-hmm. you end up with wasted doses because like sure. oh we have these things and oh we have some available put out a last minute call put out a last minute call where there is no like it goes both ways just like to, you, we you really you really do have to have somebody like my wife's friend who goes hey i heard a thing right and like you might right. get oh, i got lucky there i bet there are other people out there maybe john syracusa who are gonna get five or six of those before it finally works out yeah. And, and like, so not only when you're looking at the world of where, how do I get a vaccine? Do you see a million tiny doors? But in the opposite direction, when someone behind one of those tiny doors, who's just trying to do the best they can and just running some website that some person hacked together for their community center a week ago, they have a bunch of vaccines left over. They see in front of them literally millions of tiny doors, which represent every individual person in their state. And they would yes. like to say, hey, people of Massachusetts, I have five doses. Come and get it. But there is no way for that communication to reach people in time for those doses <sighs> to be used. Because in both directions, this is a many-to-many ridiculous thing when really it should be like the draft. <laughs> somehow when it's time to go to war it's real easy for the government to come up with a system to have its have a certain section of its population go through this door one by one according to a, a byzantine set of rules that somehow is possible but when it's time to medicate people eh, you figure it out it'll be fine cvs will do it whatever <laughs> i hate it so much you know it's it's time that we run this uh country like a business a failing business 